Welcome to the fifth annual One Shot Derby. We're doing this for the boys over over across the sea. Which sea is it? I don't know. I didn't learn enough at school. They put me in a factory as soon as I could talk like this. And then I got let out because I kept talking like this. My name is Scoot McGarry, and I'm going to be talking about this. I'm I'm Jeremy McGarry's son. He's over on the... Uh, I, I'm his son, and he was named after... My son was named after that. And he's over in the sea. I hope he's not dead. Eddie Hoodle, we're so, going to sir, do the second, uh, our second game here for the One Shot Derby. Sir, we got a telegram. Uh, he's dead. Jeremy's dead. <gasps> oh no! no I'm going to grieve by talking about it and pushing my feelings down, down, down. 23 skidoo. Last, <laughs> last time we played Battle of the Brontes, and you, we had the opportunity to make some children who were very sad in the Austinian, and we all used our sad uh, English accents. Sorry, I keep drinking from the poison well. That's all right. We're going to liberate you using our soldiers. But now we're going to our second. Uh, we're going to our second one-shot derby where we play fiasco. It's 1965 somewhere, and everyone's having a problem. That's <laughs> true. Some things never change. Da 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 da. That's the plot of every Coen Brothers movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's 1965, and someone's having a problem somewhere. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. I hold on. I got possessed by by a rootin' tootin' uh, skadootin' 1920s Great Gatsby voice. Hey, it's uh-huh. Eric. Again. Well, he died in the war, so his spirit can take you over. You know, it's Jeremy. C- it was Jeremy Senior, and then Scoot, and then Jeremy Junior, and Jeremy Junior, and Jeremy Senior both died in the war. Yeah, different wars, but they both died. Yeah. It's too sad. <laughs> Don't like it. It's confusing when you both call them the Great War. That's the issue. That's why we had to give it numerals. It's really the spreadsheet final, final dot, I mean, at this time of history. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it would have made a lot more sense in World War I uh, if they were fighting over Adobe Acrobat instead of whatever the fuck they were fighting over. Adobe invented PDF. It doesn't have to be this way. It's proprietary technology. Sorry. They pay wallet. CEO of Multitude, Amanda McLaughlin, has been assassinated by the Black Hand <laughs> and Sarajevo because she was saying things about Adobe. I'll never be invited to the Adobe Pavilion at Burning Man now. <laughs> All right, we are playing the game Fiasco, a very uh, a foundation of tabletop RPGs uh, for your uh, of long time in memoriam. It's kind of like the most story tabletop RPG that I feel like so many people run into because it's a lot about like telling a story that's like a movie. And, uh, you know, there's always creative media that we're using. We're using as like we're playing this game to tell this type of story. And I think that people are always reaching towards movies anyway, instead of like describing in their Dungeons and Dragons podcast, we pan up uh, fiasco literally does this we're literally playing a coen brothers movie uh which if you don't know what that is i'm going to describe it a little bit using the elevator pitch for fiasco that i have right here Woo, woo! elevators fiasco is inspired by cinematic tales of small time capers gone disasterly wrong you'll play ordinary people with powerful ambition and poor impulse control there will be big dreams and flawed execution It won't go well for them, to put it mildly, and in the end, it will probably collapse into a glorious heap of jealousy, murder, and recrimination. Lives and reputations will be lost, painful wisdom will be gained, and if you're really lucky, your guy might just end up back where he started. (laughs) How incredible, because like at the end of movies like Fargo 
and a simple plan. Like, isn't that exactly what would be best is if things went back to before the plot of the movie began? Like, that truly is the best case scenario in a way that I never kind of heard put to words in that way before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally agree yeah. with you, Amanda, but I do think that a simple plan is a band. I think you're oh, confused. What was it called? Uh, no, it is a simple plan. No, I'm Brandon you. It is, is making a joke. Brandon is also oh. break, making a joke. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, no. me not knowing about movies is also very plausible. <laughs> yeah, you remember that Coen Brothers movie, I'm Just a Kid and Life is a Nightmare? <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> Chris Evans really got his start in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John Leguizamo is really doing work, and it's a travesty he wasn't recognized for the Academy. That's true. <laughs> We have to stop until we run into a Gorchinov uh, scenario. <laughs> Gonchinov. I don't even know. No one's, I've never heard someone say it out loud Goncharov, before. Goncharov. I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what that is. I don't speak Russian. So. Yeah. I learned yesterday that you you know the word G-A-O-L, like the British spelling for like the place where you send prisoners? Yeah, yeah. You pronounce it jail. It's just pronounced it's just jail. jail. Oh, that makes sense. sense. I, spelled it weird. I never knew that. I thought it was like I was an like, Elden. Yeah, in Gowl. Yeah, it's an, it sounds like an Elden Ring word. And Schneider was like, "I'm so sorry to say this, but I only know this because in Elden Ring people call it jail." <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and I had never even heard of that. So Amanda said that I'm like, "What is that?" And you're like, "Well, jail." I was like, oh, "Okay, great." <laughs> yeah, it's a third circle of hell when you're in there with gamers. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so remember, this is the one-shot derby. We are doing the character creation portion of three games. We did Battle of the Brontes before, and we are now doing the character creation portion of Fiasco, which is actually very clearly delineated. Um, And then in the second half, or second half, however they they show it, you kind of like play out the movie. There's act one, and then the tilt where things go horribly, and then act two, you have to resolve it. Uh, It's quite good. So this is what you would be getting into if y'all end up voting for the Fiasco game for us to do uh, to finish the one shot on the Patreon. Nice. Fiasco, for those of you who want to get a little more nitty gritty, Fiasco is a highly collaborative game in which every player should always be engaged, either actively playing a character or throwing out suggestions, brainstorming scene ideas, and listening for ways to make each scene hit harder than the last because if pace is so frantic, every choice you make has to matter a lot. Again, very GM-less so that I will be able to play as well, but I have um, read over this book enough, so I'm going to lead us through how to play this game. Yeah, when did you first encounter this game why was your reading up on it again it's a it's a foundation kind of of the storytelling medium that is tabletop rpgs Un- unfortunately um i spent a lot of time watching the tabletop youtube series as captained by wesley crusher himself Will Wheaton. <laughs> um and man tabletop rpgs has changed so much in the last 10 years so mm-hmm. i learned about it through there and actually fiasco blew up because of those episodes are actually a very very good way to learn how to play the game if any of y'all are interested and want to hear a little bit more. Nice. I've kind of like known about it ambiently, but I've never I've never played it, so I'm very excited to do this. It's wild that that series was so new that they could just call it Tabletop RPG. Like that was the name of the series. That's the name of the series, yeah. <laughs> just just Tabletop, Brandon. They yeah. got the SEO. They were number one. Wow, wild. <laughs> they were the Tabletop series. And it wasn't even just, like they played Cards Against Humanity. Like they weren't even, <laughs> they were playing board games. It was all over the place. Eric, I have a question. Were they the top Tabletop? Nailed it! I can't say for sure. I'm going to have to look in the main. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, just a, in the, the Cards Against Humanity game, it was the girl from the meme where your girlfriend is way too into you. And, and I, you should Tyler. 
So it was a real fun mix of it was yeah. a real fun Aisha mix Tyler of was the one woman geek people could find on the internet before 2014. Yeah, and it's like everybody Aisha Tyler was blowing everyone else out of the water it was really funny. Ah, uh, um, this chick. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the real person from the meme who oh also like was just like an actress and writer in LA, which was very oh. funny. <laughs> Damn. That's hilarious. Yeah, don't watch that video. It's Aisha Tyler making a lot of people uncomfortable by being by making like these these black people are like this, and all the other white people are like, I don't know what to do. I can't believe you have a camera <laughs> on me. And she's she's crushing. She's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so the first thing that you do, uh, we're going to be doing the setup here in Fiasco, that's where we're recording today, is that we choose a playset. The playset is Fiasco's core. It's kind of like the genre and type of movie that you're doing. Uh, you draw situation, characters, and inspiration. Think of the playsets like trouble construction kits. You've got a big list of cool stuff, and each will have a flavor unique to its time and place. Uh, we have chosen one that is in the fiasco guidebook itself. It's called the ice. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> we did that untimed. That was great. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be playing like in Antarctica. We're going to be like scientists or like people who found their way to Antarctica when we're down here. It's going to be really interesting, especially because, like, Cohen, but the other ones that are in here are, like, a southern town, suburbia, and we're like, no, we're doing the thing, but if the Cohen brothers made it. I'm telling you right now, my character is going to be played by Wilford Brimley. Great. <laughs> Hell yeah. Incredible. And I've read a lot of, like, uh, thriller novels set in Antarctic research stations, so I am extremely excited. Wonderful. And I have no exp experiential uh, stuff with this, so I'm excited to go. But if you think about it, Fargo is really just Antarctica. There's no difference. Basically. It really is. There's I really mean, Fargo no is really the closest thing here, for sure. Yeah. Um, except there's like a lot of military stuff here, which which we're going to see how much we end up doing or not, or like official government stuff. Mm -hmm. um, there's actually really interesting. So in the playset, uh, we're going to be, each of us are going to be figuring out what our relationships of each of our characters are to each other. And we're also going to be figuring out some needs, locations, and objects that we're going to thread into the story. Um, it's kind of just like a series of lists is a playset. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to be rolling a bunch of D6s. Uh, actually, we're going to be rolling 16 in total and using those numbers to correspond with the relationships, the needs, and all of, and the objects and locations. We're going to be getting a general detail, and then we're getting a specific detail for each one, and we're going to be grabbing this dice as we go through. I'm excited. It's like using a, a luck point or using any of the abilities in D&D &D where you get to, you know, I think, Brandon, you had this in one of our uh, smaller campaigns, but, you know, substituting a role you roll at the beginning for a role that somebody else has, but you have to do that the whole time. Like, you mm -hmm. roll all the die, and then you get to pick out of them knowing what the result is to get the thing you want. I'm excited about, like, resource management, you know, and not burning our good rolls to, to yeah, yeah. things I like that. that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so if you don't know how to play Fiasco and you don't know what I'm talking about, that's fine. Just come along with us and know that we're reading this stuff off of lists. And that's how the numbers on the die are corresponding to things that we're choosing. Um, we're also going to be building our relationships together in a circle as we come up with our characters. Um, it's going to be Eric and Amanda, Amanda and Julia, Julia and Brandon, and Brandon and Eric. We're going to be, each character is like glommed to another one. And the relationships and either a need, an object, or a location is going to be like core to how those characters are going to interact. So the next thing to do now that we've chosen a playset is we're going to roll a bunch of dice into a central pile, which I have right here. We're 
you're going to be rolling 16 dice because there's four players. It's four dice per player. Uh, the power. I'm going to roll them <laughs> and tell all of you the numbers that we have to go off of. Gotcha. Oh, that's some good-ass foley. Players, how exciting is it to hear that noise and not feel mortal fear that one of our enemies is about to kill one of our characters? <laughs> Someone's rolling 16 d6 <laughs> damage. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, here's my Here's my best joke of the day. Yahtzee! Joking. (laughs) Okay, so our pool to choose from, we have two ones, four twos, three threes, two fours, two fives, and three sixes, which add up to 16 dice. Whoa. Nailed it. Hell yeah. End the game. We did math. (laughs) Wonderful. That's a... That is a nice assortment of numbers. That's true. <laughs> so we can move on. All right. We're now going to be using, using this to develop our relationships and details. So we're going to start with a player who grew up in the smallest town and then take turns going around in a circle. Ooh. I just want to say real quickly that the dice that we rolled were almost perfectly statistically average. Pretty good. Wow. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. That's like my dad told me I'm statistically average. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who grew up in the smallest town? All right, well, I just Googled how many people were in the town that Amanda and I grew up in. It was 20,000. Oh, well, let me Google how many of mine. So I grew up in a hamlet of a town, uh, and I would count that because it had a train station and an AMP shopping center, so it was re- it is relatively small. Wait, Google it. I want to know. My my yeah. population was two hundred forty two thousand. Oh, oh wow. yeah, because you were well, you were living in the in the Dallas area, right? Yeah. The population in the 2010 census was 1,630. Oh, wow, that's, that's too small, no. Eric. How did you do anything? Well, it was it was a hamlet as part of a township. So, like, I didn't do a lot, but, like, I went to school with a bunch of people all over in New York State. <laughs> Nothing is funnier uh, than reading about this on Wikipedia. Uh, that I'm. It's a suburb of New York City and located approximately 30 miles north of the Bronx. Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> Thanks, Wikipedia. Uh, Julia, you want to just give me uh, three notable people you think are in our town's uh, Wikipedia <laughs> list? Uh, Lindsay Lohan. Uh, who was the other one? Debbie something. Alan. Oh, Gibson. Sorry. Yeah. And and then Matt Cardona from wrestling. <laughs> That's right. Also shout out Amy Fisher. Uh, also shout out Jerry Greenfield of uh, Ben and Jerry's. In, on February 24th, 2014, the Hamlet's Firehouse was the scene of a three-alarm fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The guy who made entourages from Merrick. All right. Oh, <laughs> we are no. moving on. We are moving on. Oh, boy. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to choose a number, and that is going to correspond with a list that is on the ice playset. So, and I'm going to place it. Anywhere. You can place a general detail or a specific detail anywhere. It will either be my character's relationships to other people or other people's relationships. And we're going to figure out as as this goes. So we're kind of like spending one of the dice that we rolled to get one of the uh, choices from the chart. Yes, exactly. Cool. But we can go wherever. Like I could choose a relationship or I could choose one of our two 
you know, needs, something like yes. that. Yes. I would say that people should start with relationships mm-hmm. or maybe I will start with a relationship okay. and then you can figure it out. But again, it can be in any order. It just needs to be interesting. Like we're, we're really trying to build a, a movie together here uh, mm-hmm. before we start. So on the ice, like for example, our relationships can be work, friendship, romance, crime, community, and soul. I really like soul. So I'm taking, I'm taking a six mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to put that in between... Um, Brandon and I. Because there's some really interesting stuff on the soul one. It's <laughs> there's lifers on the ice, the only survivors, the ones who found the body, <laughs> newbie and old timer, Tuvakine misanthropes, and poet and muse. If you choose mm. poet so really, muse, I am going to panic. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. Someone can choose it. So I really like us, Brandon and my my characters being bonded over something that happened to us because I feel like that's gonna be a lot of the core of a lot of stuff here. And you so are. you spent one six to get the category of soul. Do you, do you then have to spend another dice to choose one of the ones underneath soul? Correct. Because okay, remember, cool. each of us are going, each of the relationships are going to have a general and a specific detail, and those have different dice that get applied to each one. Cool. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to remove a th- one from here. So now we only have two sixes. So if Julia wanted to, she could choose the sub detail, right, and just assign it to you guys. Right, exactly. So anyone can put dice wherever, but it's like we're going to build this out and then we're going to figure out our characters. Cool. Tight. Gotcha. Um, all right. Well, this is going to be Amanda next. Okay. I am going to spend one of our ones to choose the category of need to get out. Hell yeah. And where are you going to place it? Let's put it between Eric's and my characters cool. because I think if your tight relationship in the soul category is with Brandon, it would be interesting for us to be like unlikely sort of oh, hell yeah. allies right? Like, something. Like me and Brandon's character are going to be like living in Antarctica together, but you're my character want to leave. And I'm right. my, and my character's pulled between the or two. Or know something that's too much and you have to make some kind of Hell practice. yeah. Now we're cooking with Cohen Brothers. Ah, let's fucking go. Woo. I love it. Fucking let's go. All right, Gulia, go ahead. I think I'm going to take one of our fives and I'm going to place that between Amanda and I. So that's going to be community. For that's a relationship. Yes, that's a relationship. Is going to be community. Hell Fun. Yeah. And the options on there are stuff like social adversaries, search and rescue volunteers, tour guides, which is the one I really like, <laughs> community <laughs> event organizers, visiting dignitary handlers, and isolated co-religionists. Also good. Isolated also co-religionists good. is very All good. funny. So now community is off the table, right? It can only exist between Julia and me. Yes, you could do multiple, but I think people try not to, especially because we only have one other five. So yeah, we right. might need to use the five somewhere else. Fair. All right, Brandon, it is your turn. With a lot of twos. I just want to see y'all play this. I think I want to use a subheading under Get Out, and I'm going to use a two, and it's of a relationship that's turned weird <laughs> for you and Eric. Need to get out, and then the detail for you and Amanda's need to get out is get out of a weird relationship. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. A relationship that's turned weird. Here's the thing, Brandon. You know the relationship that's probably turned weird? Is the one I have with the soul bonded guy on the other side? <laughs> could be, it could be researchers. We, we we could be lots of things. I'm excited. I, I see now why the part where you like name and flesh out your character is after you choose all these variables. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, here's the thing. It's coming back to me here, and now I'm wondering what's going on with Brandon and I. That's so what is going on with you? That's what changing. Is that is changing on? everything. And I'm gonna look at some. I'm gonna look at some objects here because I feel like there's some stuff here that's really we- that's really weird. 
I'm staring at a dead seal. <laughs> I know. Like there's untoward there's untoward things, yeah. there's forbidden things, and there's information things. Here's what I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna go with forbidden. Yeah. Because there's some cool shit in forbidden, and I wanna see how that goes. So that's a two. I'm taking another two, and I'm putting that the object that's dealing with Brandon and I is for is forbidden. I like that you can tell that this game is made in 2011 or whatever because um it's talking about how forbidden marijuana is. <laughs> yeah. One kilo bag of marijuana. Yeah. Yeah, I think that our really I need to get now I need to get out because uh something has changed in my relationship with Brandon's character yeah. uh that has to do with a forbidden object for sure. Hell yeah. All right, Amanda, it's around to you again. All right, so Julie and I are in community. Julie, the one that really stands out to me, tour guides is good, but so is community event organizers. Yeah. I really like the idea of us being like in charge of karaoke or social bonding or something on the station. Um, <laughs> We're the rec attendants. Exactly. And could be a good opportunity to like uh, see things we aren't supposed to see or, you know, get in touch with people we, we need to screw over. I like it. I'm into it. Yeah, what uh what die what die is that? That would be a number four. Okay, four or so. We are now down. Oh, to... you know what? That that wouldn't be strategic. Let me take a three. Let's do tour guides, and that's the die we have more of. Yeah, tour guides. Yay. People are gonna get <laughs> let out on the ice and disappear. <laughs> this is why I wanted the dead seal. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, we only have one one and one five left, but we still have two of everything else. So I want to see how that shakes out. Juliet, is your turn. Great. Can you just remind me? I I know we're trying to focus on relationships, but what's the number of needs, locations, and objects we should? No, end you up can with? do however. I just wanted to kick it off with a relation with a relationship. Uh, we need two. We should have two needs, mm -hmm. uh, one location and one object. So if you want to do a location or another need, uh, you should definitely do that because we're also. Um, I will. I think. We need to flesh out you and Brandon's relationship yes. with each other. That's why I think I'm going to do a need for Brandon and I. Let's go. I have I have my mind on one. I want to see what, if you pick it. I'm really tempted by the number five to get the truth, mm. which I know we only have one five left, so maybe not. But I also really think that um, get off is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's your die. You spend it how you want, Julia. Yeah. I mean, sabotaging a scientific program and destroying reputation under Get Off are both really interesting. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to use a three to put uh, to get off as the need that Brandon and I share. <laughs> Hell yes. I like that. <laughs> I just think it's funny that they one of the options is on rewatching a DVD of what you did. <laughs> yeah. Well, that could be like you get off on watching a murder that you yeah. did or yeah. something like that. Or and it could be like you setting up a train, like a toy train. <laughs> or like a domino thing. Yeah. You're like, I spent all day on this and now I'm going to watch it over and over again, the knocking down of the dominoes. This is set in like 2007. It's like, if only there was a, a, sh a video sharing website. <laughs> I if only I had a video camera in my pocket. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, Brampton, it's your turn. I really want to get some conflict in here. Hooray! Yay, conflict! <laughs> we love conflict! This, Speak this for is yourself. The, Amanda, this is the exact opposite of all of the television shows you watch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, oh, setting up for disaster? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to do crime, but all the options underneath it are pretty bleh. You know? we, can, we can moosh them a little bit if we want to. Like, it just kind of gives us scaffolding and then we can describe it however we want. 
True. I do think government contract fraudster is very funny, though. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's yeah. spend uh, four on crime. Hell yeah. And nice. I'll put that... Let's see. Who needs a relationship? Either Eric or Amanda or you and me. I mean, I got to do it between you and me, Julia. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Pairing crime with to get off as your need is kind of incredible. <laughs> yeah, it like, is. Like, that, that, that will just be beautiful. Oh, mm-hmm. I know exactly how I want to fill that one out, too, now that we've placed it there. Excellent. On to the next step. But first, the mid-roll. Hey, it's Amanda. I am packing to go on a trip right now to go to the airport. And I got to say, I mean, not right now. I I did it a few minutes ago. And after this, I'm going to keep packing. Um, But the thing that I am excited about that I want to bring this relaxing, cozy energy to this high stakes game of fiasco is bringing your own pajamas and robes on vacation. Anytime I can, I make sure I bring my own robe so that at the end of a day when I'm in a new city and wearing uncomfortable shoes and wearing cute clothes instead of the schlubby clothes I usually wear around the house, nothing makes a place feel like home, even a temporary home, than wearing my own dang robe. So here's two robes and the mid-roll. Welcome. Thank you so much to our newest patrons, Julia, Rocky, Roly, Victoria, Emily, and Christina. Did you, you listening right now, did you know that you can get a discount when you sign up for an annual pledge on Patreon? This is a new feature that we are so excited to introduce because it lets you invest in a whole year of Patreon benefits and pay for it once, and then you have it for 12 months. And also helpful for us because we know how much money we're going to be making for the year, and we can start planning ahead. That's at patreon.com com slash join the party pod. And hey, it is a brand new year, brand new month, brand new one-shot derby, and we are streaming at a brand new time. We are over at twitch.tv slash JTP side quests, making side quests, NPCs, items, plot hooks, stuff that you can use for your own creative writing prompts or campaigns or just hanging out and watching our faces as our voices come out of faces, which is, you know, can be an odd experience. And uh, just watching Eric's Canva Mastery, it's incredible. This is is going to be at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's our new streaming time, 3 p.m. Eastern. So Europe specifically, come on through. Uh, West Coast of of North America, join us on your lunch break. Uh, Asia, hang out and stay up late with us. Come on through at twitch.tv slash JTP side quests. That link is also in the description of this episode. This week at Multitude, we are going and growing, baby, as Games and Feelings is now going weekly. Join Question Keeper Eric and a revolving cast of guests, including permanent guest Jasper Cartwright, now our permanent guest as the show goes weekly, as they answer your questions at the intersection of fun and humanity. Because, you know, you do have to play games with other people. You may, of course, remember Jasper. Uh, he's an actor, a D&D player, and host of Three Black Halflings, uh, former guest on this feed right here. And this weekly schedule brings back the 2020 hit show, What's Your Favorite Pokemon? And Then I Say Something Nice About You, where Eric interviews people about their favorite Pokemon and then says something nice about them. It's incredible. They talk about every single type of game, of course. Tabletop games, video games, party games, laser tag, escape rooms, game streams, D&D podcasts, and increasingly, because it's increasingly relevant, the companies and people and policies that impact these games. So listen, if you like what you hear and want to level up your emotional intelligence, subscribe now wherever you get your podcast. New episodes every dang Friday. 
We are sponsored this week by Battling Blades. Battling Blades designs and sells high-quality swords, axes, machetes, and knives. They strive to create and design products with the highest quality metals, bone, wood, and leather. And uh, hey, guys, they sent Eric an axe. They sent Julia a sword, and they sent Brandon and me pizza cutters, mezzalunas, that look fully like a throwing axe um, that belongs in a museum. I am truly stunned. When we asked for a sword and an axe, I didn't think they'd send them, but then they did. And all of us were staggered. We did a FaceTime call to show off our stuff. We posted photos in Slack. We're going to post photos on social. They're not paying us to do that. We're just so fucking excited about this stuff. God, we're stoked. And listen, beyond weaponry, they also sell armor, shields, helmets, all kinds of incredible stuff. You seriously want to go to their website and check out what they have to offer. It's uh, stunning. So for 20% off your battling Blades order. Go to battlingblades.com and enter code join the party at checkout. Once again, for 20% off your battling blades order, go to battlingblades.com and enter code join the party at checkout. And then like tag us on social because I want to see what you buy. Okay, cool. We are also sponsored by Shaker and Spoon, our favorite place for subscription cocktail boxes that teach you how to make craft cocktails at home. They'll teach you how to mix up bar-quality cocktails from recipes designed by award-winning mixologists, all while exposing you to new flavors and combinations and demonstrating a range of what each spirit can do. So every box comes with all the stuff you need, including instructions, materials, ingredients, to make three different kinds of cocktails from the same bottle of spirit. So if, like me, you know what spirits you like, but you're always trying to branch out and learn more, like what does rum, what can rum do when it's not just in a you know, a rum and coke um, like I drank in high school. Uh, Great. I can learn how from Shaker and Spoon. You can sign up for their monthly subscription or give a gift, just a single box or even a whole year as a gift, which would be tight as hell. Code join the party will get you $20 off your first box at shakerandspoon.com. That's shakerandspoon.com where code join the party will get you $20 off your first box. Finally, the show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down and makes you feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way you want to do. I know this is totally true. I often feel like mental illness makes me selfish in a way that I don't love, not because I want to be, but because it takes so much of my energy and time to just keep myself operating through the day that it is really difficult to go that extra mile to check in on my friends, check in on my family, to think ahead, to make plans, to get excited about new stuff. All of that becomes less essential than just like getting through the day to day when I'm really feeling down. And that's something I work on with my therapist to make sure that I have tools and somewhere to go to help me in those times. And if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. BetterHelp is convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. So if finding therapy near you is a hassle, give BetterHelp a go. Visit BetterHelp.com slash join the party today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash join the party. And now, back to the Derby. Okay, so it's my turn again. Mm-hmm. All right, let, just a review. Uh, my relationship with Amanda is we we have a need to get out, and it's a relationship that's turned weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, Amanda <laughs> and Julia are community. Their relationship is community, and they're both tour guides. Uh, Brandon and Julia have a crime relationship, and their need is to get off. We're gonna come, and then I have a soul relationship with Brandon. 
And the object I have is forbidden. Forbidden. Oh, man. I feel like I got to figure out the relationship between Amanda and I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marriage. Oh, good Is joke. that not an option? No, good no, joke. No, it good is. Joke. It is. We don't have a romance on the cards yet. Mm-hmm. I know. We have a three. We might as well use it because w- the other ones, the we've already used soul. So I, I don't know if I want to do. I was going to say it might be a little more interesting for the relationship to have turned weird between like researchers or, you know, like one of us changes our behavior drastically and the person's like, uh, okay. Well, the need though doesn't have to apply to me and you. It's just there is one which is the driving force of our relationship. I think the relationship that's oh. turned weird is the one my character has with Brandon's character. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So that makes sense. Is like, we're in love. This fucking guy has explosives. <laughs> I need to get out. And cool. I feel like that's what I feel like uh, romance is the move. All right. Let's do it. Also, Brandon, I, I really want explosives as the object between us. <laughs> so the need, the location, and the objects are sort of uh, communal things that can apply to anyone. While the relationships we are nailing to a specific two people, correct? Well, the needs should be, the need, object, and location should be key to how the two characters interact and what their shit is. So it's like it's tied to you. So even though it's not about Amanda and my characters, it is integral to how our characters interact with each other. So like maybe I fell in love with this person because you're getting fucking terrible and I do not want to deal (laughs) and I can't deal with it anymore. And that's what's driving us apart. So like hypothetically, like, you know, we're best friends and I pissed you off. So you went crying to the hands of Amanda and fell in love. That could be the thing. Right, could but it in. could, but but since we have a forbidden object, it's probably right. that thing yeah, that yeah. drove us apart, right? Cool. So that's how you. That's how we're stacking these. Yeah, like we share the need to get out of a relationship that's turned weird, but it doesn't have to be our relationship. Exactly. Cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Romance. Okay. Boom. That was me, Amanda. It is your turn. There are no more threes, but there's <gasps> everything else. Ah. No. I only ever wanted threes. That's all I wanted. Well, Eric, I'm gonna. Fuck, I want to use a three. Um... <laughs> Remember, the last die is a wild card. So if you want to leave it open for Brandon yeah. to use, we might be able to do that. That's fair. I do really want to choose a location. Um, sure. And there are so many good options. Oh, boy. This is for your and Julia's character's relationship. Yeah. Because So you're already tour guide, so I wonder how that fits. Yeah, Julia, is there a location that stands out to you that we would be more likely to give tours at? Yes. I just want to say the funniest one that is on there right now is under three. Uh, one of the options is Wells Fargo ATM. <laughs> that is uh, hilarious. Amanda, Amanda, Amanda. There's what? one. If we choose Ross Island. Yes. And then I also choose the six. <gasps> yes, yes, It's the yes, largest yes, penguin yes. colony. Yeah. Let's do no, it. No, that's fucking it, isn't it? Okay, so the location is Ross Island. Julia, it's your turn. You want to do yes, that? Yes, I want that six. Give me okay. that six. So the detail, just to say it clearly, <laughs> is the world's largest ideal penguin colony. Alpha in a different cape outside. This is like far away from McMurdo Station. Yeah. That's so yeah. funny that you're we, showing. We just people. take scientists. We're like, you want to see the penguins? And we there take them out are. into the ice, and you're like, there's the penguins. <laughs> oh there, my god, that's them. Hey, can I make a suggestion? Yeah. The name of the company is called Tuxedo Tours because you're showing <laughs> them penguins who are leading little tuxedos. Woo! That's it. Writing that down. Here's the thing. 
Also, that I really hope you, you bring in just for sense, we had um, someone was renting the Multitude Studio, and it was about his trip to Antarctica, and the Ooh. one thing he talked about the most was that penguins smell terrible. <laughs> checks out. That makes sense. So I really hope that sensory detail gets into the scene if we end up using it. That's Tight. funny. So uh, the Adelie is a type of penguin, by the way. I, if anyone listening didn't know that, I didn't know that. I just Googled it. Yeah. Well, what do they look like? Like penguins. They're like quintessential penguin? Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. They're like little guys. They're like this big, and they're mostly black, and then with a white belly. Oh, yeah. my God. That's incredible. And I think it's French, so I don't know how to pronounce it. But Adelaide, maybe? Yeah. Ad- Adelaide. <laughs> Eric, you fucking nailed it. <laughs> That's what a lot of voice work has given me. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, we are down to just five things. Brandon, it is your turn. Oh, no, it's my turn. Okay. Uh, These are like oh, chibi penguins. They sure do look like stuffed animal penguins. <laughs> they really do. It's the eye. Since yeah. The eye has like blue around a very large and ovular uh, pupil. Yeah. So it does look like a glass button or like a glass eye. Yeah. Okay. So we are out of general detail picks. So I am going yeah. to pick specific details based on those general ones now. Yeah. Brandon, rewatch that DVD of what you did. Brandon, <laughs> do it. Rewatch it. It could be anything. It truly could be anything then. Yeah, I do want to do that. But Julia, here's the thing. I think you might pick that for me. <laughs> I will if you don't, but that's fine. Because I had the uh, had an idea for both of those. So okay. Both of our relationship things well, what i'm worried about is me and eric's relationship and allowing eric to pick the <laughs> I, listen there's so many almost all of them are good for soul like we have uh one two four and five on the board right now and soul that could be lifers on the ice that could be the only survivors <laughs> that could be a newbie and old timer we're both misanthropes i mean those could any of those would work I like the only survivors, but I'm like, since there are other people around, it it has to be something else in our life. And like, that means like war or some kind of bad thing that happened to us. So like, I don't want to play with that. I don't think. I mean, you could have also been, you know, the only two employees left at like a previously decommissioned research station. That's true. To be like survivors of a massacre. That's true. No one had corporate massacre. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. And the other one that's interesting is the one who's once who found the body, which could be some other kind of body. Like a body yep. of water <laughs> or the body of a penguin? Or a poison Could have penguin. been the body of a penguin. And now it's like an ecological like disease thing and we're all quarantining or something. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I I think because of just the creativity that I think it's going to engender, I think I'm going to... Oh, do we have any threes left? We, we don't do have any threes have any left. Threes. Fuck. Okay. I'm going to do the only survivors then. Okay. And use we'll figure out what the only we'll figure out what the only survivors are. Because Brandon, we could definitely do building off of me killing children. We could it could be a very <laughs> comical thing that we've escaped. Yeah. It could like it could be very like um uh Steve Zisu sort of thing where we're escaping from uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. A bad boss. All Dude. kinds of stuff. Uh, we don't have any experience of that. We wouldn't be able to pull from, from that at all. <laughs> no. I, that's too, actors, yeah. too far fetched. Yeah. Fuck. We could have been this could have been under like a previous president. <laughs> You could be expat. That's true. Yeah, we're the only two survivors of Ronald Reagan. Like, I mean, honestly, if Gore doesn't win. I'm moving to Antarctica. <laughs> if it's Trump 2024, then it's me and the fucking penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. 
All right, we are down to our last round here. Uh, I need a romance detail between Amanda and I. I need a crime or a to-get-off detail between Brandon and Julia and the forbidden object between Brandon and I. Um, ooh, do I want to do my own or do I want to push your hand? Hit me with your best shot. <laughs> Why don't you hit me with your best shot? I think I'm going to go with the... Exp I really, really want the thing that's pulling us apart is Brandon has explosives. <laughs> I really want that. I'm going to see if I can do it. Um, it's so much explosives, too. How much is it? Five, Five kilos. kilos. <laughs> that's a lot. Jesus. See, it's a six, though. It's a six, though. Oh, you can't have. do that. Oh, shit. Maybe if Brandon's nice at the end, he'll let you have explosives. Maybe, yeah. Never can tell with the chaos monster. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, the nuclear power plant one could be the same. It's on it. And there's another yeah. one, a tri-walled cardboard container labeled toxic. That's hilarious. <laughs> which are very, which are all very similar. Um, because I don't like one and two are the drug ones and they're not, that's deeply uninteresting in 2022. Yeah, that's just having yeah. normal, like maybe not a normal amount, but like having weed on your person is just fine. It's just <laughs> fine. normal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, you can stash one kilo, uh, like I've been on the Nike website and they say stash <laughs> one kilo of, of marijuana in this, in this hoodie, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I'm going to go, Brandon, which do you like more? The toxic thing or the nuclear thing? I will say, Eric, not I like both of those, but the hidden hydro hydroponics project doesn't have to be drugs. It can be something else based on water. But um... Brandon has a secret herb garden. <laughs> Are you growing like uh, a bioweapon? That's what I was thinking. You'd be growing like poisonous. Yeah, exactly. You know, but I do also really like a try <laughs> just the specificity of a try wall cardboard container labeled toxic. That I'm one jumps that out one. to me because of the ambiguity. Like it could be someone's bad poop or it could be, you know, like uranium. <laughs> there, there's a lot in between or like a magazine someone didn't like, you know. Yeah. A magazine that someone didn't like. <laughs> this tells you the kinds of uh, the kinds of plots that I am drawn to. I think here I'm starting to see the shape of Brandon in mind now that I think we're the only survivors of a previous ex of like a previous scientific project and we thought that the management did not do a good job dealing with it and i think that one of us has something that was left over that we found that we don't want to turn over to oh sure radioactive penguin in a box right <laughs> maybe the penguin died and they don't want to acknowledge it because of the tourism dollars like there's lots of reasons oh that's, yeah, that's good. I, think, I want to think I, i'm gonna have to figure out what this is before because i want to know what the i want to know what the object is before yeah. we're gonna figure that out before the end of this tight mm -hmm. so i spent a four on toxic on tri walled cardboard box labeled toxic love it amanda it is your turn all right honey you want to be current or former spouses Oh, former. Yeah, I thought that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's but spend in the, the game. One. What do you guys want to play? Let's spend hey, the one. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, hold oh, on a second. Hey, oh. Let's do former spouses. And uh, I love the idea that we, A, still have to work together, and B, uh, whatever's happening with Brandon is uh, severe enough that you have to come to your ex and be like, listen, shit's really. Remember back when I worked at the previous place, shit's really going bad. Mm hmm. I'm sad we yeah. not before because I would have loved to see you two play a one-time fling. <laughs> that would have been good too. All right, Julia, you have a two or a five as you outline your crimes and needs. Oh, that's hard now because get off the two is prescription painkillers, which I don't like. Yeah. And the five is a destroying a reputation. 
That could be good. Destroying our reputation is good. That's a good one. Brandon, can we discuss if, if, because we haven't defined the crime yet and you get to choose any number for the crime? The, la- the last die is wild. Am I the last die? Yes, you'll be the last die. Well, I could then use it instead to do the DVD. And then if you want to choose crime. Yeah, but then that leaves me, again, either a, a two or a five, which is gambler and bookie, which I don't like, or hoodlums, which I don't like as well. Well, I think we could redefine hoodlums, like, because that's a terrible word in 2022. But like, yes. sports, it, it says in parentheses, sports enthusiasts, drunkards, delinquents, like we could be like, I think we could define that differently if we wanted to. Listen, we are recording this right now at the end of November in 2022. It could be soccer hooligans. <laughs> the World Cup is happening. The World Cup is currently happening. Soccer hooligans is on the table. That's true. I just really like the idea that we're smuggling penguins, Brandon. <laughs> and I really want to be smugglers. Uh, yeah, I mean... Destroy the reputation. Yeah, yeah we'll destroy, destroy the yeah. reputation, and yeah. then we can also smuggle penguins. And there's no reason yeah. I can't throw a DVD in there anyway. <laughs> yeah, we can still do the DVD thing. Maybe we yeah, have I mean, a DVD that will ruin someone's reputation if it gets out. I like that a lot. Maybe, or, and, or, or, it's just or. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, we just have, uh, we're at Antarctica Penguin Station, so we have one DVD that <laughs> of a movie that we watch over and over I also, remember, I do want to keep this a little hard-boiled, just a little bit. Well, what I was thinking is maybe you, like, self-taped a press release uh, about how bad the previous management of the, you know, scientific station or penguin colony was. Oh, mm. shit, like 1990s C-SPAN? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Wow. And, you're, and you, like, you know, mail it all over and you keep the copy and you're like, yeah, yeah, listen to RPR <laughs> language, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. So we'll we'll do that where we're going to be destroying a reputation and then finally defining our crime relationship. We are penguin smugglers. Was that what is that one of them? Uh, one it's of them, smugglers. The number crime. one for crime is smugglers. Oh, smugglers. Artifacts, Smug- comma, endangered species. Got it, got it. I love that. Oh my God. <laughs> There's so many penguins. Wait, Hell yeah. Hold, actually, one second. Julia, can I tempt you with government contract fraudster or investigator? Because it's very similar. Do we want yeah. to be the people doing the smuggling or do we want to be like, do we want to be the bad guys or the good guys? I guess what I'm, what I'm well, asking. So the thing is, I think with the with the government contract fraudster and investigator, you're the fraudster and I'm the investigator or I'm the fraudster and you're the investigator. Oh, yeah. I see. OK, then, yeah, I like smugglers better. Let's do that. OK, cool. I love smugglers. Hell yeah, dude. very funny. I was originally looking at that one, Brandon, if we had gotten the DVD of the thing that you did. (laughs) Because that would be very funny if you just had a DVD of your crime and I was trying to find out what it was. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I have to go to my bunk. Rewind, rewind, rewind. (laughs) Hell yes. All right. So let's talk about... Now that we have all of our details, uh, I'm going to read them out. Amanda and my characters, we have a romance and we're former spouses, but we have a need to get out because there's a relationship that's turned weird. Amanda and Julia's characters, uh, you are tour guides together and you bring people to Ross Island where the large, there is a very, very, very large penguin colony out there. Julia and Brandon, uh, you are 
you are smugglers and you have the need to get off to destroy the reputation of someone powerful. Uh, and Brandon and my characters, we have a soul bond by being the only survivors from something. And there is an object, a uh, forbidden object, which is a cardboard box labeled toxic. I'm sorry, Eric, you for, you failed to put in tri-walled cardboard box. It's a tri-walled <laughs> cardboard box, yes. So now this is the next step, right? This is the This is how we pull it all together. At this point, you have a big pile of intermingled relationships, a dangerous obsession or two, and some tasty places and things to wrap them around. At some point, you might cry out, of course, I'm the librarian selling dope to the board of aldermen. But it's also possible your character remains amorphous. Now is the time to get it into focus because leaving things to be fleshed out in play weakens them. Work as a team. Everyone needs to define who they are based on the particular pair of relationships, and quite often these will be unequal, freighted by differences in power and status. It might make more sense for you to be the drug dealer rather than the guy who also has to be the preacher, but maybe not. Cool. So let's start to define our characters a little bit more based off of this stuff. Well, I did just write my name down, which is Mackenzie Newport. Nice. <laughs> Very good, Julia. There it is. How do you do that? <laughs> I don't know, Brandon. I simply don't know. Oh, man. I think, I think mine is Penny Farmworth. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm a, like, Iowan, uh, like, young woman who, you know, studied animals in school and wanted to, you know, see the world and came down to Antarctica to, you know, hang out with penguins and run tours. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a lady. Uh, and I married uh, somebody uh, quickly, uh, slash maybe for housing benefits. Um, and then later was like, yeah, I don't think so. Um, so now I think I'm probably in my, like, mid to late 30s and I've ended up, you know, dedicating my life to Antarctica. But that's where um, that's where my stuff originated. Yeah. Okay. Amanda, you just inspired mine really quick. So let me let me roll while it's still in my head. Mackenzie Newport, I think, is a like zoology student who went to Australia to learn how to handle dangerous Australian animals a la Crocodile Hunter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Steve Irwin. Yeah. Uh, but got kicked out because of dangerous practices and so got a job doing the penguin tours at McMurdo Station and is unhappy with her lot in life and so has decided to kidnap and smuggle out the penguins for profit very good oh, man. Okay. okay i think i got mine then and julia if or amanda if you think of a name uh because you're much better than that let me know i think i am some kind of like soup like within the scientists there's always like a supervisor scientist right so like i think i have like a supervisory role of the scientists and whatever we escaped whether it was like another we're whatever we're the only survivors of Eric. Like I think it mm. was another kind of station or another kind of like thing that we were a part of. And instead of firing you and me, it was easier to keep us quiet yeah. by sending us to sending us to Antarctica. So like, I guess I'm like technically people's bosses, but I'm like I'm one of those people that's like I'm a scientist. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to be your manager. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. So then here's my question to yeah. flesh us out, Brandon, because I agreed. I, I think that I'm work. I'm working under you in this or in this capacity. We got moved over. I sure do want it to be a tragedy. I really do, man. <laughs> it could be like we don't talk about it because it's ridiculous. Like what? It, like what is it that like everyone was was scuba diving and they all got starfish in there or some or like algae in their uh in their oxygen and it's so stupid that that's why the government doesn't want it to come out like it's a tragedy and would look so terrible like a very yes. preventable 
sad thing. Yeah. And but can we, is it something with penguins that we can do? Is that too tight? Um, no, it can be penguins for sure. Okay. This is tying in a lot of things with soul. Come with me. Okay. The reason why this happened is that everyone wanted to play with the penguins because they're so cute, and we didn't because this is annoying, and we didn't want to go and play with the penguins because we don't like our coworkers. And then they all died because they got eaten by orcas. Oh, I was going to say penguin foot and mouth disease, but either one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Brandon, also for you, I wrote down Dr. Craig Wentworth. Julia, I was thinking Martin Beans. <laughs> I want to be, hold on. I want to be Dr. Craig Wentworth and my nickname is Beans because <laughs> because I'm a scientist and I'm a beanhead. You know what I mean? Tight, like, I love yeah. it. <laughs> or, or you're one of those people who's like, food is fuel. Why would I eat anything other than beans? And yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I, I, I that. think that's fabulous. And I love the idea that it's like a rare orca uh, attack and the government didn't want to acknowledge it because they depend on like orca tourism or like orca preservation dollars or something to fund their research. So it was like, we'll get, we'll keep, if you keep quiet, we'll up your salary. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, great. And then there was like, oh, but turns out it's in Antarctica. Sorry. Well, I thought it was in the, we could be in the same place. Oh, if it's right, with right. The penguins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on Ross Island, let's say, as opposed to the main. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, where we are truly shunted to the middle to the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And now we have to like the scientists are in charge of the station, like the Ross Island station, right? And so technically, the tour guide part of it is like under our purview, but like we don't care. (laughs) And now we're like at the same level, but you were definitely my manager before because I want to figure because the unevenness of what to do with the object, what to do with the toxic thing, Mm -hmm. I think we're gonna have to figure out there that like Mm -hmm. we've dealt with this. I also really love the idea of like everyone thinking whales are gentle giants and we hate them because they kill. (laughs) We can't talk about whales. Yeah, like fuck those whales. Whales, fuck those whales. Yeah. Also. Can I can I be dark Dr. Marty Beans? Yes. Yeah, 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 totally. And everyone calls me Bean and, and everyone just calls me Beans? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I want that, I want that very much so. Yeah, maybe I'm just the older, like more senior. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um but I, I say that cuz I want Julie and I to interact somehow because like the yeah, idea I mean, that how I'm... else do we get into our smuggling routine? You exactly. Know? Like yeah. the idea that like I'm technically your boss but at some point you came up to him and was like, "Hey, I got this plan." And you're like, yeah, fuck the man. Let's go <laughs> smuggle some penguins and get some Woo! get paid. <laughs> cool. What would be something that toxic that would disrupt the penguin thing? Because I think that would be the reason. I have the toxic thing. I bring it to you and you're like, leave me out of this shit. I do not want to know about it. Throw it away. Deal with it. Mm. What is the some- bird flu. It cannot be a, a vial of bird flu. <laughs> okay, fine. It's a, it's a dead penguin who has bird flu. That's what I'm okay, it's for. probably, no, actually, you know what it is probably. I love the idea of me carrying around a dead penguin. <laughs> in, a, in a cardboard box. In a cardboard box, it's yeah. Small, like a large poster. Yes. No, I really, I really like that. That I have the dead penguin. There's something wrong with it, and you don't want to look at it because you're you're making money on the smuggling. Exactly. And I can't figure out why you've turned on me because this is another opportunity for us to get the government for the orca attack. Yeah. For the orca attack. Yeah. Yeah. And you come to me because I'm with the penguins every day, and you're like, "Isn't this happening?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it it is." Let's get out. Let's leave. Yeah. 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 I love that. And like, I'm like, no one's gonna want to buy a diseased penguin, so don't. I don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. one's going to buy right. a diseased penguin. Come on. No. All the other penguins are probably fine. Don't worry about it. Before we move on, is that okay that there's an orca, that there's a terrible yeah. orca attack that yeah, killed yeah. everybody? Yeah. Okay. We all know it's fiction. 
I just th- I just think it's very fun. I just think it's very funny. <laughs> Maybe later we find out that it's like a robot that the government made and and you know made look like an orca for undersea research or smuggling, or just like spycraft. It's mm-hmm. just spycraft. Mm-hmm. Honestly, getting a a G man walking up to us and giving us a Manila envelope saying that the orca was actually a submarine the whole time <laughs> is very much something that would happen in a Coen Brothers movie. Also, you know how I feel like there was I don't know if it was a rumor or a real thing, but they were like training dolphins to go be spies underwater. Yeah, that's yeah, so funny. but that, instead it's orcas. I just imagine them coming up to give their reports in yeah. in dolphin blurps and bleeps no that's great julia maybe the government was trying to like mind control orcas with like lsd or sonar or something to like spy on the international you know treaty protected other government agencies in antarctica um from other countries listen let's see if that breaks out we don't know what the tilt that seems like a real tilt happening (laughs) in the middle of this but Uh we'll see if that happens for sure yeah i love that yeah hell yeah dude it is is it funnier if it's dolphins or like something happened and we're ambiguous about it, but we hate something that's be- that like is in aquariums at all times. I think whales are funnier. I think whales are yeah. better, yeah. F- Isn't whales an are orca funnier. a large dolphin, technically? Yeah, technically, but the ki- the killer yeah, the killer whale. I just think it's so funny how like we hate Shamu and Free Willy. Like that would be so funny to me. Yeah, I think it's really funny. Maybe the okay. DVD we only have in the station is Shamu. <laughs> Free Willy one, two, and four. We're still looking for three. The only books are the Bible, the Book of Mormon, and Moby Dick. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Um. Okay, I'm just the thinking spoilers. if I want to be Marty Beans or I want to be a different name. I don't know. Marty Beans pretty good. Marty, Marty Beans, Beans is good. I love being Beans. Yeah, my ex-husband, Marty Beans. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you used to be Mrs. Beans. (laughs) I never changed my name. I just love the idea that every day in the cafeteria we walk up and you have a different type of bean that day. I don't like beans. My last name, my last name's just Beans. Then the cafeteria worker played by that guy just fucking put some beans on my plate. I'm like, I hate this. This is the worst. (laughs) Today we got garbanzo. Like it made sense in Ukrainian, but then when it came over. It's Steve Buscemi. That's the guy who's in the, the cafeteria. Oh, yeah. Steve yeah, Buscemi. Yeah. Uh, Francis McDormand is hopefully the G-man who shows up and gives the middle of the middle. Yeah. I'm really hoping yeah. about it. Uh, and then Joey Pants is there somehow. Yeah. Joey, pa- Joey Pants is, gets to be a high-status man. He's a rich person who shows up to Antarctica. Oh, yeah. I'm selling him the smuggled penguins. <laughs> uh, yeah. Joey Pants is buying the smuggled penguins 100%. My granddaughter would love this shit. Okay. All right. Let's do a quick recap. If it, also people have <laughs> descriptions of their characters, this would also be a time to, to, to do it. We also don't have to do it in any order. So anyone who feels who, who feels confident. Mackenzie Newport is a former zoology student who was working for the crocodile hunter and then was fired inexplicably and has now taken a job here at McMurdo Station as a tour guide to show people penguins. But those penguins are being smuggled for profit. Hell yeah. Very good. Penny Farmworth is a Midwestern animal lover who came wide-eyed to Antarctica after college, uh, but uh, found and lost love and and got hard on the cold tundra. So now she is getting through her day uh, doing her penguin tour career until her ex entices her with an offer to finally get out and uncover something rotten happening under her own nose. Love it. Uh, Dr. Craig Wentworth is a reluctant supervisory uh, lab tech scientist person who uh, saw too much and was relegated to the backwater station of Ross Island from the main one 
and uh, has a grudge against the government and very few ethical cares anymore. Looks probably like Clark Gregg. <laughs> Yeah. Great. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Real just in the, the most receding hairline, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. It's like happening right in the middle of his head. Oh, yeah. yeah. My my face claim or head cannon is uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead for Mackenzie Newport. Classically, also in Fargo, so it makes sense. There you go. I like that. And also in the bad prequel to The Thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think keeping with the Fargo theme, mine is Kirsten Dunst in the Gay Cowboy movie. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. God, Kir- Kirsten Dunst is such a good young woman turned hard. She's so good at that. Yeah, she's one of my favorite actors. Uh and Dr. Wentworth also, just so everyone's aware, wears the same thing every day because it's a uniform and it's easy. Nice. Right. Natch, yeah. of course. Um, can I get like, can I be like Oscar Isaac, but he uglies himself up like 50%? Yeah. Okay. See, the problem is that Oscar Isaac can't ugly himself up even when he tries. That's true. He just looks I... hotter when you make him more beleaguered looking. I know. I'm trying to pick a different code, brothers. For... I... Maybe, I'm Ed... Maybe I'm Ed Norton. Can I get, oh, can I get Ed Norton? That'd be really good. good. Yeah. yeah. That would be great. Like Knives Out Ed Norton? Yeah. Well, he's also he's also like, here's the thing about Dr. Be- Marty Beans Beans is that after being told that he knew too much, he waited and waited and waited for an opportunity to get back at the government that silenced him and Dr. Craig. Sorry, Eric. Uh, it's Dr. Wentworth. <laughs> we're, we're the same now, Craig. <laughs> we're the same. Come on. We're not doing this anymore. <laughs> now that I finally have something that I can use to get out and to get the government bring me somewhere where I can finally get a position where it is not zero Fahrenheit or Celsius every single day, uh, Craig doesn't want to deal with me. So I guess I have to do with my I have to do it with my ex Penny, who still definitely fucking hates me, but it's the only <laughs> lifeline I have. Penny beans. Penny beans. Penny beans. Penny beans. Penny beans. I'm gonna keep looking for my actor. I don't know. Maybe it's like Edward Norton from uh, from when he was in Rounders when he was younger. Mm. Okay. I need like a younger. I need a younger Ed Norton. Ed Norton, but in the first Hulk movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. Or the second Hulk movie, I should say. But you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is wonderful. I'm very excited about this. If you would rather pl- see us play this game more than Battle of the Brontes or the game we're gonna play next week, the characters we're gonna play mm-hmm. next week, vote on it in the poll that's gonna come out when we do the after party. That is, you're gonna be your time to vote. Vote then. I'm in love with these characters, but I'm also in love with the British children from before. Pitchester. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, this is Scoop McNary signing off because next week and the One Shot Derby, we're going to get spooky. And it's spooky because of ghosts and also reality television. When we play Inspector. (laughs) Yay! And now Chubby Checker's going to dance for three hours. (laughs) 